Hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Malika and I'm the host of this podcast called Travelbug. Make sure to check out my Instagram account travelbug.trvlpodcast where you can see all the songs and photos that we are mentioning today in this episode. And now enjoy. Hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Malika. I am the host of this podcast called Travel Bug. And today I've got a very special guest with me, my longtime friend and neighbor, Zvi. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Hello. And uh, yeah, just give the listeners a bit of an idea of your type of traveling. So what have you done so far? Um, and also what kind of focus did your travels have up to this point? Well... I guess my interest in traveling and seeing more of the world than what we see here um, started through my dad because he was a cameraman for mostly documentary uh, features. And so he traveled a lot when I was a small boy and he was away often. And at a certain age, uh, he took me with him once to South America, uh, South Africa, sorry. <laughs> um And there, yeah, I guess I had my first big um, experience with a different culture and a very different mindset and feeling of life. Although I have to say I was quite young and I can't remember a lot of things from then. But I guess it sound, sort of uh, laid a foundation for for the years to come. And then the first really big... Um, Yeah, vacation or big uh, travel experience was going to Cambodia with my dad. This is also when he taught me uh, how to take photos with mm -hmm. analog cameras and stuff. And from then on, I guess I was kind of hooked. To... <laughs> he got the travel back there. Exactly. As well. <laughs> I, I wanted to experience different cultures and see different countries and people. And for a long time, I actually didn't really travel far, but um, I always wanted to, but mostly because of work and studies, it just wasn't possible. And then I um, went to Nepal with my uncle when I was, I guess, 21, 22. Um, and that was a very interesting experience too. Um, yeah. And since then, I traveled to Shanghai and Brazil. Mm -hmm. um, Shanghai last year, Brazil this year. Yeah, so not that many big, big uh, uh, distances. I would say that's quite, uh, that's but, quite good. But it's like four really, really big uh, mm -hmm. experiences yeah. in a way. Yeah. And I mean, you said that your father taught you how to work with a camera as mm -hmm. well. And that obviously gave you a gateway into a very creative way of experiencing mm -hmm. your travels, right? Um, talking about cameras and photos, you mm -hmm. did bring a photo along from Shanghai, mm -hmm. I believe. So explain a bit why you chose that photo mm -hmm. to bring along and what that photo is for you. Well, the background for this trip was that um, fellow students and I, we participated in a virtual reality hackathon which is like a jam session for musicians but it's a jam session for game designers <laughs> <laughs> nice so um yeah and we actually won this this one um hackathon and so we got the chance to travel to china to the second part and that was in shanghai and so we came to shanghai with the mindset of i don't know young Berlin students who want to make games and suddenly we were in this crazy extreme country where the gap between rich and poor is uh, astronomically high and Shanghai itself is a is an incredible city and this picture I chose was the view from one of the hotels we stayed in and it really reminded me of some movies um, I watched as a kid like Blade Runner from the 1980s mm -hmm. and this this view of the city was so I don't know it was uh, surreal 
was just so futuristic mm -hmm. because there you, you have a very, very um, high focus on um, technology and um, new uh, modern um, yeah, technology. Mm -hmm. um, and it really feels like uh, Germany uh, lags behind in a way. We are like in the middle, mm -hmm. you know. And it's it's more of a balanced out uh, thing here, I would say. And there you have ultra low-fi things like a, I don't know, a, um, electrician in a small booth directly on the street where you can bring your your tech, um, your electronics yeah. and he fixes them up in a few minutes it's what some people do here at home or mm -hmm. yeah it's we don't have anything comparable in a way mm -hmm. and then right next to it is a huge skyscraper with uh, malls and yes yeah, it's, it's incredible it's yeah i think when i saw the photo i had to had to think of that <clears throat> movie uh the sixth element Mm -hmm. Do you like yeah. those scenes where they like? Sure. I, I I have not seen this movie in so long, but I yeah. still have the scene in front yeah. of my eyes where they, like you have these really tall skyscrapers yeah, yeah. and they're like somewhat climbing there, like I don't flying off. I can't even remember exactly, yeah, I but think like it's a chase scene. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right? and that with, I just really with, that uh, movie just Bruce came Willis. into me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. I have to rewatch yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> a lot of naked skin in that <laughs> movie as well. <laughs> Um, well, you mentioned Brazil as well. Yes. And what I would like to know, and I guess the listeners want to know as well, what sparked the idea to travel to Brazil? Mm. Why did you want to go to Brazil? Well, with the Brazil trip, it's a similar thing. It was a creative um, spark, which actually started the whole thing. And uh, since about a year now, or now it's already two years actually, we have a new guitarist in our band, and he's a Brazilian. And What's the band called? It's Outlier. Outlier. Yeah, it's, nice. Uh, we are still. All unknown. my biology <laughs> friends will love you for that name right now. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, and this new guitarist, he, he and his wife, or his wife and him, um, his wife and he, I don't know. <laughs> Him and his wife is fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you, you guys know what I mean. Um, they came to uh, Germany, I think now three years ago. And about one year after they came here, they actually live here now. They really um, settled over in a way because of the political mm -hmm. because of the political situation in Brazil. At least that's one of the reasons, I guess. Um, and yeah, and after about a year of having him in the band, uh, it was like a spontaneous fun idea where, um, yeah, he was like, hey guys, why don't you come to Brazil next year? And all of us were, yeah, that's a really good idea. Sure, let's, let's do it. Do and so <laughs> things happened, you know. Nice. And yeah, for me, Brazil was extremely interesting because my dad was there too, Um I guess, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. maybe. And he actually brought some music with him, which uh, I listened to as a kid a lot. And, yeah, it was really interesting to experience this country in a different time now because mm -hmm. a lot of things have changed. And we somehow were also focused on the musical aspect of Brazil, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so it was a really interesting trip together with the band we played a small concert there we had a small live recording session in a so cool. small brazilian uh, studio <laughs> yeah it's and pretty so, dope good yeah. to have connections <laughs> exactly really cool i can um, recommend having connections <laughs> vitamin b everyone that's yeah. really important um, you just mentioned that your father brought some music back yes. and I've asked you the same to bring some music yes. with you into the show. Do you have an album or a song that you would recommend people to listen to? Everyone, I am going to put all the photos that we're talking about right now as well as the songs that we're going to talk about onto the Instagram page from this uh, podcast, which is travelbug.de. 
T-R-V-L-B. Yes, <laughs> podcast. That's the one. Anyways, I'm going to put that into the uh, information uh, page again as well. Um, but so you can look at all the photos and all the songs that we're talking about. So back to the question. Song, what, what would you recommend people to listen to? Well, for now, as we're already talking about Brazil, I brought a song uh, which is called Que País Esse. Mm -hmm. And that's a song from, I guess, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's a song about the very difficult uh, situation in Brazil in that time. So it's more of a um, ballad or a, um, yeah, it's a very politically induced mm -hmm. song in a way. It's, it's uh, revolutionary in mm -hmm. a way. Um, and the guitarist of, of my band, he, um, yeah, brought the song with him and mm -hmm. uh, we are now playing it on every concert oh, really so nice. for him it's also some sort of uh, remembrance uh, back to his uh, home, home country. country I would say mm, that's yeah. really nice would you recommend people to listen like carefully see the lyrics and actually translate them or like look up the translation for it or do you just think the music speaks for it on its own as well I mean say is just a simple question of what countries this mm -hmm. actually are Uh, what country are we living in? So it's um, it's a very critical view on the at the time current situation. Mm -hmm. um, as I don't speak Portuguese, I can't really Same. say mm -hmm. what what it's actually about. I mean, I I know some things, and the mm -hmm. music video has very interesting visuals too. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean. Yeah, I guess uh, you should, you could and should search mm -hmm. for a translation um, to understand what they're talking about. Oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Or maybe you find a person uh, that speaks Portuguese, speaks Portuguese yeah. and will translate for you. Even better, even mm. better. Um, so what is your fondest memory of the trip to Brazil? I mean, you already mentioned your concert and yeah. actually recording some things in a studio there. I mean, those memories must be pretty impressive and pretty yes, amazing. Definitely. Um, I would say I have three really big, important moments I always uh, remember. And one of them is visiting the very big waterfalls in the... Yeah, I think it's the north of Brazil. It's directly at the border to Argentina. Argentina. Argentina, Argentina yeah. Um, and that was a very incredible view to see this, these huge white waterfalls mm -hmm. with rainbows all over because there was so much small uh, water droplets mm -hmm. in the air. So many small water droplets. Mm -hmm. um, that was very, very... Uh, Breathtaking, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's the right word for it. Um, and then the second thing definitely was being there with a the band and playing some music and really experiencing the Brazilian people and their passion for music mm -hmm. and their openness because mm -hmm. we felt very welcome there. That was incredible. Mm -hmm. And then there's actually visiting this big statue of Jesus Christ in Rio de Janeiro, which I heard about and which I saw as a kid in, in the television. Yeah, you see it everywhere. And you see it everywhere. <laughs> and it's like this huge symbol mm. for Brazil and Rio. Um, but I knew that my father was there mm -hmm. as, when I was a child. And so for me, that, that was a very interesting um, place uh, to actually go to in mm -hmm. my life and it happened and then we were there and it was actually pretty incredible it's mm -hmm. a huge statue I think it's about 70 meters mm -hmm. high Jesus <laughs> yep um, yeah Jesus exactly <laughs> yes I did I did um, just say that <laughs> and you travel mm. upwards in a bus through a part of Rio which is which has a very high rate of crimes. I mean, Rio is, is an incredible city, but it's also a city of extremes, similar to Shanghai, but I would go as far to say that Shanghai is a bit safer, mm -hmm. but that's not an educated uh, 
thing to say in my case, so I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but Brazil is definitely, um, uh, Rio is definitely a city which has dangerous mm -hmm. uh, parts, dangerous districts. And we were lucky to have our Brazilian tour guides in a way. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And yeah, the, the trip uh, to Jesus to the Jesus uh, statue. The trip to Jesus. <laughs> was that phenomenal <a> <laughs> trip. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was kind of uh, uh, unreal in a way. Yeah, you you you're in this bus with with other tourists, and I actually hate to do tourist stuff. I always feel like a tourist. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> like to weird, experience yeah. countries yeah. in an authentic way and. Taking part in tourist activities for me always feels very fake, mm. and uh, so you can't go there like with your own transportation. You no, have no, to take a it's, proper it's, bus. Uh, yeah, it's mm. a it's a business in a way. Yeah. Fair <clears> enough. <throat> no way to get around then, being a tourist for a day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's it's sad, but I mean, mm. most parts of the world are <laughs> in tight hands. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, so you you go up there. You're at the top of this mountain. And there's this, yeah, it's a, it's a paved stone structure. It's a plateau. And then on this plateau, there's this huge statue of Jesus. And you look up there and it feels like it's, I don't know, 200 meters high. Because these dimensions look way mm. bigger than they are. When you look upwards, it's it's a weird uh, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. But it's also overflown with, with other tourists. And... This this place was so weird in a way that I just had to include this photo where all four of us, the, the members of my band and I, um, stand in front of the Jesus statue. And luckily my phone has a super wide angle lens. It has two lenses, which is a great thing to have. So I could just stand there and make a standard selfie while a lot of other tourists had to lie down on the ground <laughs> to actually get the whole statue in, into the frame because with a normal standard you lens in the in. mobile phones, it didn't take in enough uh, field <gasps> of view. Amazing. You know, That was a very <laughs> weird thing. So you had a lot of tourists there and most of them were lying on the ground oh. taking pictures <laughs> upwards into the sky to get this Jesus statue on top. And then you had people directly in front of them standing there and of course imitating the jesus mm -hmm. statue with the arms to the sides and it was such a i don't know it was surreal. such a surreal image in a way <laughs> to have these tourists doing the same thing there on this plateau like sardines in a can uh, it, it was so weird and so this <laughs> this this place was awesome and weird and funny yeah. and we kind of just went along with it and yeah that was really cool yeah, yeah. that sounds like a really yeah. fun thing to see <clears throat> i mean we are going to put the the photo from you and the band in front of the jesus statue uh onto the instagram um yeah part of this uh podcast sadly we can't put the other photo of all the tourists in there just because of rights and everything we don't yeah, want to get I'd into say, trouble yeah. uh but i did <laughs> see the photo and it is it's very funny to see all these these tourists um yeah lying recreating yeah. jesus and and lying <laughs> on the ground and it's yeah it's quite funny um so you did say now a couple times that one of your bandmates is from brazil so obviously yes. you had kind of like a good um tour guide as you mm -hmm. said and someone that could connect you um to the country and obviously as you said before um your yeah um your mate brought some music along that you now play as well and the band from brazil has this trip somehow influenced other than that your band since then is there in terms of the connection that you have with each other in terms of the music the style maybe inspiration for your own writing hmm Well, it definitely has an impact if you, when you travel with, with a band together. I'd say that such a trip definitely strength, strengthens the bond between uh, people. And so we definitely share a very um, 
irreplaceable memory now mm-hmm. um and so it definitely changed the way we we feel uh, about each other i guess and it's a very positive thing and since then we take this whole band thing even more seriously mm-hmm. at least that's that's how i uh, feel about it and also having a recording session there in a studio where all of us could play side by side so we could play our songs take by take together Mm -hmm. instead of doing overdubbing which Mm -hmm. was the way we recorded stuff here usually so like one or two people play something and then the rest is um, overdubbed Mm -hmm. um it takes away a lot of the immediate feeling and the flow of the of the music and there there wasn't even the the um, the question uh, if we wanted to do it this way or this way the studio just always does it the the live way and Mm -hmm. i was super happy to to experience this and this is also the way i want to um, tackle recordings in the future Mm -hmm. because it just gives you a much better result in the end Mm -hmm. The band is much more focused on each other and uh, things feel more alive. Yeah. Is there anywhere <clears throat> where we could uh, actually listen to those recordings? Have you uploaded them somewhere yet? They are still unreleased as mm-hmm. of yet. And as most of the songs were still work in progress, I'd say that we will have to Re-record re-record them. <laughs> uh, most enough. of it. Well, I mean, it would be um, yeah. still nice to kind of have the live sessions from Brazil, even though they're not yeah. really like, you know, you could make it. I guess we will include them as a like, bonus. Yeah, thing exactly. On, on, you know, it would be a shame to let them go. On a possible album, exactly. which we may release sometime. Would <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Would be nice. Yeah. Anyways, we'll if there see. is like a Facebook page as well from you guys, let me know. I'll put that is. onto yeah. the Instagram as yeah. well so that people can look you guys up. Um. <clears throat> So, I mean, we've talked a lot about the culture or like your experience in this in this new place. Um, is there something that you really loved about the culture that you immersed yourself in? Mm. What was kind of like an eye catcher for you while being in Brazil? Well, the culture there is, is very different to what we are used here. Um, the people are mostly very, very open, very friendly. Um, I mean, I, I was there for uh, about three weeks, so I can't really talk from the experience of someone who has stayed there for half a year mm. or longer. So my impression is probably very um, biased in a way. But in general, the people are very open, very friendly. We Germans tend to be a bit more reserved, mm-hmm. I'd say. <clears throat> and there everybody's very open also with their buddies and with just how they are the people are very passionate very um yeah this is there's a different fire mm-hmm. you know uh, they have a different temper in a way so um for example you you go to the beach copacabana for example and you see really like huge people there in in nice bikinis with thick layers of makeup and the best hair you have ever seen and they just lie there and they present themselves and it's no deal you know it's no big deal that's just they show what they have and here i would say people are a bit more Mm. timid and a bit more shy to Mm -hmm. show them maybe um but then also in brazil as i've heard Lots of people um, actually undergo uh, plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we do that here as well. Yeah, right? yeah, but there it's it's different. They have a very different approach to how they look and how they present themselves. At least in the cities, of course. I, I mean, in the countryside, it's a very different thing. Um, the people there are very free in how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see people dancing on the beach or um, singing somewhere playing some music it's it, it just feels more 
free and more open than what I'm used to here. Sounds yeah. like it's a very different life form, a very yes. different sense for life. Yes, they enjoy life. Mm. Also, the food is it's super fatty. It's with a lot of sugar. <laughs> they really <laughs> they enjoy the moment in mm -hmm. a way more than what I'm used from mm -hmm. Germany, from Berlin, and also from the seaside mm -hmm. in, in Germany. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I guess like when I think of Brazil or Latin America in general, I think about a lot of colors. I've never been there, but I think about a lot of colors, a mm -hmm. lot about a passion. I mean, when you hear Latin music, you want to move, you know, you want yeah. to really be in the moment and just throw yourself out there really, right? And I guess if that is actually transported into the daily life, that's amazing. That is something that you definitely won't see here in Germany. I would agree. Yeah. Um. So that sounds that sounds pretty good. Um. Talking about music, let's talk about uh, another of the songs or albums that you brought along. Um. And tell us a bit about that. Which one? Well, the next song. Um, is uh, actually an, an African song. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Buluku. <laughs> it's always Sorry. hard. No, that's fine. It's, it's Buluku <laughs> by Gorwane. Gorwane is an African band. I would say that they are known there. Mm -hmm. um, in Brazil or No, in not Africa. in Brazil, in, in Africa. Um And the music is just very, uh, yeah, very folkloristic. It's very traditional. It's, um, they have incredible rhythms and very nice use of the voices and their language. And it sounds kind of funny sometimes, but it's also very happy music. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got several albums of Gawane, and when I listen to this music, it just makes me happy it's it's mm. there's not a lot of um genres of music which have this kind of effect mm. on me so african uh folkloristic uh, or traditional music um with this fusion uh, parts like jazzy uh, funky mm -hmm. uh, um, influences just really gets me moving <laughs> in yeah, a way, you, you know? <laughs> I mean, that ties in perfectly with what we've just <clears throat> talked about as well, with this feeling of yeah. life that, that you found in Brazil. Yes. So I guess that's why this reminded you of your travels there yeah. as well. And I mean, you did say that you've been in Africa before as well, right? So As a kid, yeah, yes. I mean, maybe this is why I have a certain why, yeah, maybe uh, you have like a, connection to it. Yeah, you know? maybe. maybe. I mean, we do store a lot of things in yes. our unconsciousness that yeah. we're not aware of. Obviously, that's why it's called unconsciousness yeah. anyways. But also, as I am oh, a drummer, so. I guess these rhythms mm. also just get me because they are so different from mm -hmm. what we are known. Mm-hmm. What we know. What we know yeah. from here. Yeah, what we are well, used, used to. to. That's yeah. where you wanted That's to go, want yeah. To <laughs> and I mean, it's it's really yeah. a different thing because in, in Germany, of course, we have the Volksmusik mm. and the Blasmusik. Different. Um, <laughs> Very but different. I, I guess, in a way, we've, we've somehow lost the connection mm. to nature and the body and the voice mm -hmm. and, yeah, rhythm, mm -hmm. you know? This mm. is such a powerful thing mm. Actually, maybe just, yeah maybe the techno culture in, in berlin is a modern expression of this need for tribal dance in mm. a way could be <laughs> could because be, it's maybe. it's actually similar mm. people just they just stop thinking about yeah. who they are what they want they just dance that's true that's why i actually when I go partying, which hardly ever happens, but when I do, it's normally techno, electro, mm. goa stuff because, I mean, it also has to do with people being on drugs, so that's why they don't bother anyone, but people stay with themselves or within their group. They just want to dance. They want to express themselves and no one cares. You know, when you go to clubs where you have pop music and all that things, like you've, you've got guys groping you, you've got like people <laughs> spewing on you. It's everything that I don't want in my life. Whereas when you go partying in these, yeah, in these Goa techno areas, it feels like you can truly just connect to yourself. That's how I feel anyways. Mm. That's why I love going there. So I get that. 
Um, and I was actually just talking to my mom today because we listened to an album by Bonaparte. Mm -hmm. um, he's this really cool artist and he he used to have a very interesting style of music that a lot of people found a bit hard to listen to. Um, but his newest album actually was influenced by tribal music from mm -hmm, Africa because mm -hmm. he he lived there for a while. And my mom and I were listening to it today in the car, and it was just amazing. It was it was this really cool fusion of German lyrics with this tribal African mm -hmm. beats in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and he brought in a, like he did a lot of collaborations with African artists as well that he met while he was there. So that was just it was amazing to listen to that and it, exactly this feeling of happiness of of just there's like the speech makes such a difference in a song. It gives it so much life. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's really mm. cool. Went on a wee rant there, I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> I I as, yeah, it's it's basically the same thing that I always feel like when I listen to this music, and somehow I really feel like this ties into the techno scene, and also then into the third song I brought with me, which is by Irakere. That's a Cuban band from the seventies, and they kind of created or were um, pioneers in this genre of African Cuban jazz, Latin jazz, um, and on this album, which is actually called Irakere, it's a bit obscure. It's not that easy to find. It's, it, of course, it was a vinyl album in the time, but you can also find it on CD. Mostly used. I actually bought it today <laughs> <laughs> on eBay, so I hope it arrives in the next uh, few days. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and. There's actually, I think it's on, it's it's the second song, I guess. There's a part where they kind of go into a rhythmic part, which is a bit faster, mm -hmm. and this is actually a techno beat. It's incredible, really? but it's 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 a few seconds of having a techno like beat in this music, which is from the seventies. That was very interesting for me to hear when I. Uh, kind of found yeah. them the first time yeah. yeah i started listening to that album earlier and it has a really nice um yeah like a really nice african influence obviously yeah. um it's it's really cool it's, it's crazy um, it's it's a crazy energy it's chaotic special, but it's also but really structured cool, yeah. it has really traditional african rhythms and and parts of some of the songs and then you have very free jazzy elements mm. in it too some things are a bit more rocky some things are a bit funky yeah it's just it's a it's a real trip in a way yeah <laughs> very diverse very in, in, indescribable yeah. actually yeah. well if we can't find any words for it i suppose people just have yes. to listen to it that's yeah. why we're talking about this album very anyways, big recommendation right? yeah. but you need to Really kind of listen. take the time to yeah. listen to it. It's not a music yeah. uh, you you would listen to while studying mm. or something. It's definitely something you need to try to experience. Maybe close your eyes, drink a nice tea, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, um, put on a candle or something. I don't know, <laughs> um, and really try to yeah let yourself be um, taken on taken a on a journey. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like that. I like doing that. I mm. have a few albums like that where I mm -hmm. just literally just listen to mm -hmm. it, lie in the bed, put on some candles, have the music in the background, have a glass of wine or a cup of tea. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, <clears throat> so we talked a lot about the difference in culture already. Mm -hmm. We talked about how lively it was, how how colorful it was. Um, was there something that you really didn't expect to see? Because mm. obviously... Brazilian culture in general, like Latin American culture gets portrayed in videos, in, in films, in, mm -hmm. in whatever. You can find, now that we are all connected in this beautiful world, you can find information about everything. But was there something that you didn't expect to find or see when you got there? Hmm. It's a good question. Well, mostly little things. Um, in general, a lot of the things were... In, in their biggest sense expected in a way mm -hmm. because uh, I somehow over 
the years of my life I somehow accumulated some impressions or some visuals and some yeah ideas of this culture so most of it it sounds so weird but most of it felt kind of um, familiar in a way mm -hmm. um, what actually surprised me were some buildings from the I think it's the 60s but yeah please don't uh hold me accountable for this because uh, I don't know <laughs> um, but I'd, I'd say it's the 60s um, these are buildings in in Rio which are kind of monolithic very very huge um, maybe even brutalistic buildings um, which don't at all fit into the um, the city the city yeah and these were very surprising Mm -hmm. for me yeah because they were not far from the, uh, very traditional and um, very old district mm -hmm. there was a big aqueduct uh, for water um, um, systems which is not used anymore now there's a there's a train uh, uh, passing there on this uh, yeah it's like a bridge in a way mm -hmm. And a few hundred meters from there, you have these huge buildings which look like spaceships. Um, that was very weird because the rest of the city is not that huge or not that high. Mm -hmm. Not that... Um, Futuristic almost. Yeah, epic well. or majestic in the way of buildings. In That's the way buildings yeah. are built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was surprising. And then also I brought a third photo, which was taken at a beach. And this was a very weird um, moment for me because it was a very, yeah, it's, it, it was a, the stereotypical paradise. You had this nearly white sand and the sky blue water and the uh, yeah just a wonderfully blue sky it was super hot very warm the water was like a bathtub water <laughs> uh, so temperature was perfect and we kind of uh, traveled along this uh, beach for a while and then we came to a spot where in the distance you saw um, some industrial buildings I'd say one of them was a small um, power plant or something mm -hmm. like that. Maybe coal-based or something. And some um, dock uh, areas. Like a harbor. Yeah, harbor um, buildings, harbor structures. And these were very prominent in the view of the... Yeah, of this place you were at. So wherever you uh, turned your head, you would see these buildings in the background. And there was a, a pair, a couple of, of Brazilians, just chilling out, having their small um, sun uh, umbrella, umbrella um, there and sitting in the shade and just chilling out in the wonderful nature with the industrial buildings in the background. <laughs> So and that romantic. was so. <laughs> Why so, wouldn't you want to be there? <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of surprising too, because they mm. just have a different mindset mm. and different mentality concerning these things. I would say. I mean, it's also you get this every time you go into, or like to holidays, and it's a it's a beach country. You have all these tourists, obviously, at the beaches, but also beaches that are directly in the city mm. it's so odd for me i i lived in alicante for mm -hmm, a year and mm -hmm. we have this beach directly in the front like mm. at the esplanade but literally when you turn around 50 meters 100 meters away yeah. from you the city starts yeah. it's ridiculous you have literally 50 meters away from the beach like from sure. the water edge you've got the main road where everyone passes when they pass through the city it's ridiculous yeah. and it's just i guess you you get used to these things and you get to value the beach, the water, nevertheless. Mm. I didn't like it. I hardly ever went to that beach because I thought it was really uncomfortable. I guess I would probably feel about that with like in Brazil as well. Kind of the same feeling. You get this yeah. 
feeling you, you should be in a paradise, but something ugly is blocking the view and really uh, tainting it, I suppose. But I guess you get used to that. I guess you would at first feel the same way about this in uh, in Rio, because the big uh, famous beaches, Copacabana and Ipanema, they are the exactly the exact same way. So you have skyscrapers, then you have a road, and then you have the beach. <laughs> But something Beautiful. interesting was that on the weekends, the road is actually closed off. Mm -hmm. And so it's a promenade for all the beachgoers. Mm. So is there anything that you regret doing or not doing in Brazil? Do you have any plans that fell through that you wish you would have done? Well, something I'm still interested in would be to visit um, the really, really old district in Rio. Um, it's famous, but it's also quite dangerous, as I've heard. And we kind of didn't have this on the top of our priority list of places to visit. So uh, we didn't really go there in the end mm -hmm. um, but that would be very interesting to see I guess mm -hmm. the, uh, and maybe even checking out the favelas mm -hmm. which have a very own very unique uh, culture actually in comparison to the rest of the city they have their own music their own way of life um, and yeah that would be very interesting mm -hmm. to see too Uh, so did you stay actually <clears throat> mainly in Rio de Janeiro or did you end up traveling no, around No, it's just Brazil one of the well? very big impressions mm -hmm. which I, I still remember. Um, we started out in Rio. From there we went to um, Porto de Galinhas, which is not far from Recife. And Porto de Galinhas is actually like the most stereotypical paradise beach you can imagine it's incredible and the the awesome thing about it is it's very traditional there so very authentic because mm -hmm. mostly brazilians go there for vacation so there's Hardly english in a tourists. way it doesn't really help mm. you a lot <laughs> but um you have mostly brazilians there and then also the beach is so wide and so long that you always find a place with few people mm. where you are on your own and you can really just enjoy sitting in a chair drinking fresh coconut juice from the coconut in the shade and then going swimming mm. now and then maybe um watching some surfers passing by and yeah, it was incredible that i never experienced a better. beach like that <laughs> that sounds much really better incredible. than the other beaches we yeah, just yeah. talked about it, before. it was just yeah there's no comparison mm. between this and copacabana or ipanema mm. which are so cramped and so full mm. and um also much more polluted with plastic um mm. junk and trash um porto de galinas was uh Yeah, was better. Mm -hmm. But also there, you every few meters, you you find some plastic trash in the sun. Yeah, that's a topic yeah. for a whole other mm. podcast. There is, but um, yeah, pollution that gets mm. that gets definitely on one's nerves, especially yeah. when you're in holidays as well. <clears throat> I just talked to a, a friend of my stepmom, and he actually was in Bali, mm -hmm. um, supposed to be there on uh, vacation last year or the year before i think and uh, after two days he said fuck this shit i really can't i can't deal with this because there's too much plastic pollution so mm. he started calling around calling some friends and was like does anyone know anything about organizations that deal with us here and mm -hmm. he actually found two girls that started uh, a not petition but actually like an organization mm -hmm. uh which is called bye bye plastic bags and he uh, mm. supported them for three or four weeks in his holidays because mm -hmm. he was just too fed up with what was happening so it's definitely a massive yeah a massive topic on its mm. own uh so it's sad to hear that this is the same in brazil but i guess it's the same everywhere by now yeah so. and i mean 
it kind of feels like they're the mindset or the mentality of not throwing the plastic trash into nature. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, this this feels like this is something which still has to develop mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. um, it's changing, as far as I've heard, at least, and in a lot of restaurants, especially in Rio, when you ordered a drink with a straw, you got a paper straw. That's cool. Which is it's great. A start, yeah. But the further you get away from the big city, um, the more you really uh, see that that this mentality mm. is still not there and still has to develop. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, from uh, Porto de Galinhas onwards, we went to. Um, I think I actually confused something. We didn't go to Recife at first, but we went there afterwards, I think. But then we also um, went to a different city where my um, guitarist. And Your his, private guitarist. Yeah, my, my, my <laughs> band member and his wife actually come from. And that right, was also nice. great. That was the countryside. Mm. And we got to know their family and it was very, nice. very, very, very cool, very warm, very nurturing experience. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm. So let's wrap this up yes. with one last question or right. rather... Well, yeah, it's a question, I guess. What would you recommend people that want to travel to Brazil? Is there anything that you say you definitely have to go and look mm. at this or don't go there at all? Mm. Is there anything that you would... Basic tips for travelers. Well, it's an incredible country. If you are interested in that, like in this mentality and in this culture, you should definitely go there because it's really, really interesting. If you are already on the South American continent, you should definitely try to, I don't know, check out as many countries uh, there as possible. Maybe even travel by road, mm -hmm. although I guess it's pretty dangerous mm -hmm. too. I've heard of many, many um, crazy stories uh, how people just disappeared mm. or got uh, mugged and robbed. Um, but these travel are just some, some... Yeah, definitely, but these are just some risks with which you really mm. have to uh, yeah risks risks which you have to take when you want to experience, experience the country, world in yeah. a way you know um yeah brazil is incredible definitely check it out if you can but if you travel a lot if you fly a lot maybe think about the ecological footprint um I didn't fly that many times in my life, I guess. Mm. And so as a group, it kind of felt okay. And I would love to go there again next year or the year after. But especially now, I really think a lot about mm. uh, what flying actually does. Mm. So, yeah difficult decision another big topic yeah, yeah. <laughs> no definitely i agree <clears throat> i've been thinking about that lately as well because i've been flying quite a lot in the last few years mm -hmm. and trying to to cut it where i can mm. that's why i did go by bus to scotland mm. the other the other week um well the other month whatever but yeah it's it's a hard it's definitely a hard decision to make or definitely worth thinking about in the times that we are in right now so i think that's a very good topic to stop on a bit of a downer but mm. <laughs> but also very true to take into consideration i guess from what i've heard from your experiences uh, rio de janeiro is definitely a good a good city to go to and have yeah. a look around because it's very diverse you have yeah. a lot of things to see probably quite overwhelming as well so you would probably definitely. need time someone maybe to show you around as well to give you a good idea of where <clears> to go <throat> and where to stay out of i would always recommend going there with people who actually live there mm -hmm. or maybe live there um, or maybe just Brazilians in general who just know their way around. Mm -hmm. And uh, something I actually forgot is that we didn't go there at the time of the big carnival. Mm -hmm. 
and this is something I would say I would really like to check mm. out some someday. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you can kind of plan with this, you should try to choose a time where maybe you get like a few days of that. Mm -hmm. How long is that carnival? Do you know? And we passed by these big tribunes where they usually have the parades. And this looked very, very uh, weird because it looked dead and you know the pictures from television where mm -hmm. you see all the people and all the Colors. costumes and the music and all the people. Um, and not having this there felt kind of uh, strange in a way. Mm, yeah. Kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess right. it would be just great to experience this um, cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank for you bringing for having me. Photos along, bringing music along. I hope everyone is having fun checking the music out and listening to us talking for almost an hour. <laughs> Impressive. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's been a really interesting topic. So thank you again. Um, and yeah, all the best for your band and your future recordings. Thanks. And um, we're going to link, uh, well, we're going to put a link on here as well uh, for the Instagram account where you can see all the photos, where you can uh, see a photo of the songs as well that we had brought along um, and also a link to your Facebook page so that people can check you guys out. Cool. Thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Make sure to give me a like and follow me on Instagram under travelbug.trvlpodcast to see all the photos and all the songs that we've talked about today. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you soon.